Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. Awareness. Awareness is step one. Before any transformation can occur, if you don't know that something is off or isn't working, you can't do anything about it. Today on episode 488 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with youth high performance and mindset coach, Jared Castillo. I'm going to ask Jared what it takes to overcome the terrible events that seem to overwhelm us and make it really challenging to move forward in business and in life. Find out more about Jared along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we move into this incredibly important topic with Jared, I want to tell you a little bit about how you can improve your lead conversion. Does your team say, we don't like to sell? Can you invest 30 minutes to improve your lead conversion rates? You can join a free weekly group coaching call with Sean McKay, the CEO of SiteHub, where he'll teach you how to get your non-sales staff to turn leads into appointments. Every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern time, you can get your questions answered by lead conversion expert, Sean McKay. You can get the details at smashingtheplateau.com slash sitehub. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash sitehub. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Now let's welcome Jared Castillo. Jared is a youth high-performance coach and mindset coach, and he is on a mission to be the leader of the next generation of leaders. His intention is to be a hope and guiding light for aspiring youth transitioning into the next stages of life. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me on and uh, super excited for what's about to come up. Yep, me too. So Jared, how did you become a high-performance coach and mindset coach? I'm going to say it's a product of a couple of things. The first is, long story short, is VATS of anxiety and depression that came about through a lot of troubling experiences that came in life. And then working my way through that and then also being positioned in one of my mentors who was previously one of my professors, uh, multiple PhDs in psychology, the guy's brilliant. He actually had recommended that I speak with someone whom he was working with and helping them to be able to create different results in their life because it's just kind of normal go-to story. It's like, you know, has a lot of potential, but just isn't quite living up to that potential. And he referred me to the parent and I spoke with the parent, started creating great results with him. Word kind of got out a little bit in my own circle and people started contacting me. And ultimately it was almost like it found me. It really just like kind of reached out to me and it all started because of uh, a mentor's wise advice. And can you describe a little bit of the circumstances around some of the anxiety and other issues? that you managed to overcome? Certainly. Would you like me to step into the story a little bit or move past the story more into how I dealt with it? Go into the story. Okay, got it. So that that in itself is a really long story, but I'll keep it to succinct notes, which in short was within a two-year span, year and a half span, I had a lot of tragic events kind of happen back to back to back, like that old saying that when it rains, it pours. Like it, It really does happen that way sometimes. And for me, what that looked like was Families on both sides, my parents are divorced at a young age, families on both sides uh, getting 
really at it with each other. And I've always kind of been the the rock in the middle of both families trying to support and love on everybody and provide the space for them to be heard, felt, things like that. So that was going on. Um, one of my sisters um, ended up getting on the line for a felony. The other one at a very young age ended up getting pregnant. I was dating somebody who was uh, extremely depressed and I was trying to support her through that all the while working for jobs and going to school full time. I was doing really well on the outside looking in, like I had maintained the whole 3.98 GPA in college, graduated magna cum laude, was super great in sports and athletics. But what you know people weren't seeing was that I was really suffering because what ended up happening was uh, multiple injuries, one of them being an ankle injury that rendered me incapable of walking for nine months. And then another injury from a tragic car wreck that really jacked up and cracked my ribs, knocking me out of a lot of movements for about six months. And then following that, uh, I had a friend who was no longer with us due to a car wreck. And then another friend who was actually one of my oldest friends in about a two-month span, uh, he ended up taking his own life. My grandfather passed away and my dog died. So all of these events kind of just built on each other, one after another, one after another. And I felt like I was climbing and I was climbing and I was climbing and I would just get to this point where it was like, yes, I finally, what just happened? and life just swept the rug right out from under me and feeling as though I was trying so hard and having like seemingly not too much guidance or help in these emotionally turbulent storms, like being on this sea really just left me feeling like, oh my goodness, is this what it's all about? Like, I feel like I just can't win. As soon as I get to a point where I feel like I've I've done something, I've created a certain amount of results, I just get knocked right back down. And that ultimately left me in that place of kind of depression and constant anxiety, just not feeling like there was a way out. Mm. Jared, do you find that the kinds of experiences that you've had reflect some of the challenges that may be particular to a certain age cohort in today's world? I I do believe that is something in terms of what I've experienced that could probably be very correlated with that youth age range that I kind of speak to. But I also think that, you know, that whole saying that we're all just grown up children, the trash, the garbage, the struggles, the pain, the trauma, the emotions, whatever that is that we create, whether it's in childhood or if it's in our adolescence or in our transitioning into adulthood. I really do think that whether or not we reconcile and work on that is ultimately going to determine whether or not that foundation is created for us as we go into adults. I don't think we just like turn adults. And it's like, okay, gone, done. I'm done with, you know, that hurt, that pain. I, I think that that is something that affects all of us. But I think that a lot of it can become deeply ingrained in that adolescence transitioning into adulthood phase for sure. Right. So you went through these experiences, which um, certainly sounded, even though I know you you sort of tried to cover a lot of territory in a very short amount of time in this description. Yeah. Sounds like um, it must have been excruciatingly difficult. And you come out on the other side of it, and you you sound like someone who, at this point, has confidence and has tools to be able to address the challenges that life throws at us. It, absolutely. It's an ongoing journey at all times, and I'm constantly learning, reevaluating, figuring out different ways and mentalities, but absolutely, I want to say that I've, I've been able to create along the way things that are even now propelling me forward. 
Right. So, so given the fact that you have learned how to address these kinds of challenges and you have, you have methods for coping and addressing them, and now you're, you're helping other people who have also have challenges, what do you find works really well to try to make it through these challenges and come out perhaps even ahead of where you were before the challenges started? Absolutely. And I know I'm sure most of us have heard that saying, if I had known then what I know now. And in that, what I would say is it doesn't really matter what age you are. I think that when we're faced something, when we are put right into the, so to speak, into the arena, the the battle of life, it can be, and at least this is how I dealt with it. And I, I know just from speaking with people and especially in, in the youth population that the general go-to is to try and ignore or to repress or suppress or not deal with whatever that is, whether it's the loss of a loved one or the end of a very close relationship, whether intimate or with someone who is like I say, a friend or a loved one. If it's, you know, getting, getting cut from a job or just seemingly getting, if it's an injury, for me, it was like injuries, a lot of things like that, whatever those things are, I think the first step really is to have the awareness that there is some kind of pain or trauma or emotional turbulence that is coming up. And as, as simple as it may seem, a lot of times it's like, okay, well, let me just, let me just numb that. Let's, let me go drink alcohol or let me go take drugs or let me go and try to numb, numb my mind or my body. So I just don't have to deal with that pain, which ultimately I, I don't think serves anything other than, so to speak, kind of trying to, to bury it in the ground. But what's interesting is it ends up actually growing up into, uh, if we want to go, there's some kind of like weed that ends up showing up in in a more deeply manifested thing. So it's to have that awareness, to bring light to it, and then to to do something about it, which could be going and reaching out to a family member or a group of friends, like being in touch with people and just really expressing, hey man, like I'm really struggling with the fact that my dog just died. And my normal go-to is to just like not talk about it or to uh, to go be alone or to be in darkness or to cut everyone off or to withdraw Right now, I just, I know I need, I need to, uh, I need to process. I just want to talk with somebody, have it be heard, have it be felt, cry, be angry. If you need to write it down, uh, to, you know, document it, notebook it, do a video, whatever that is, it's to, to have it processed and have it taken care of. Mm. And does the, when you say do something about it, does that always involve interacting with another person about it? Or is there something you can do on your own about it? Of course. I think that, Doing to to be able to open up to somebody about it may even be a later step, but I would say that on the own aspects, for example, with myself and say the dog, maybe it's it's sitting with and just you know imagining because it really does come down to a perspective thing, right? To like be with the emotions of wow, my dog passed away, and to like maybe some people that you know term these days is like maybe it's journaling or writing it out, or maybe it's just imagining all of the great times that you have with a dog because you can we could totally go into the the endless cycle of oh my goodness it's gone I'm so sad like it's my dog died or oh my dad died or my grandfather like I could go down that rabbit hole forever but I think that there's an initial grieving process I think that's normal the the initial grieving process is normal but if you're still hurting and crying over the same thing 10 years later even a year later I think that that is not having fully processed and seen that all the way through. So maybe it's writing it down or, or changing and flipping the perspective of whatever that incident is 
and then choosing to take the lessons learned from that and live that truth. If it's, you know what, I, I, I could have definitely have, you know, decided to be more like my dog and to enjoy life and to be happy no matter what. And I'm going to choose to take that with me forward. And whenever I find myself slipping out of that, then I'm going to remind myself of that truth, remind myself of my dog and to continue living that truth going forward. Right. Because one of the things that, I, that I've noticed in working with entrepreneurs is that they may not necessarily be a trauma that they need to recognize, but if there's a there's a, a major problem in their business, even though they may obviously like what you described with the trauma, the first step is to recognize it and, and kind of own the fact that it is there, that this willingness to do something about it sometimes is really hard for them. And yep. they sometimes will struggle on their own to try to solve a problem. Like let's say they're not getting enough business and one simple solution is to talk to people who have either been clients in the past or have referred business in the past and just mm-hmm. say, this is where I am. This is what I need. These are the kind of clients I can serve best. This is how I help them. Whom do you know who might need this? And I, I can't tell you how many people I come across who are just afraid to have those conversations. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so doing something about it's really important. What else do you find people need to do? Well, and this is a big proponent of what I teach just in general. I think that movement is crucial. I don't think it's important. I don't think that it is like something that people should do. I think it's something that they need to do. I think that in this knowing that the we're we're always moving the world is always moving we're always do, we should always be doing something when we stop moving at that whole saying like if you if you're not growing you're dying whatever however you want to relate it it is movement and i'm not saying that the person needs to to go into you know work out you know multiple hours or whatever it is i think that everyone's former choice you know it's going to be up to them but movement, whether that is I'm going to go out for a walk or I'm going to go and I'm going to exercise or I'm going to jump a rope or I'm going to dance or I'm just going to get up and shake my body. If I like to dance, I personally am right now currently sitting on one of those like yoga balls. I don't sit in a regular chair. I sit in the yoga ball that helps me stay in movement to stay in flow because I think that that generates it just it moves from the stagnation because the, the whole thing is to go to stagnation. I think it's to get stuck in the endless thought pattern of kind of like what you're mentioned with the with the people who are like, I and I just need to generate more sales so I can, once I have more business, if this, then that. Uh, so it's just, it's creating that movement. So both physically, right? Like going and doing something, but then also maybe it's to create that movement or to create that wave in business. It's going to your previous clients or people with whom you've helped and saying, here's where I'm at. What can I do? Like that's creating movement. Momentum isn't just something that occurs out of the dust. Like it's consistent action going forward. Yeah. So Jared, whom do you like working with the most? What what kinds of people? And you know, I mentioned in the introduction that you're a youth high performance coach. What are their typical situations? What what age groups do you like working with? And what are their typical situations when they come to you? Yeah, so it's interesting. There is that whole like who is like the perfect client or whatever you you know works like that. And I, I think that for me, what I realized is that ultimately the thing. That would make my job most ex- most exciting, so to speak, is someone who is hungry, someone who is in that place where they're like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take what I've been doing. I can't take this pain. I can't take this. Like, I need something different. And they're willing to do the work. There's like these two metrics, so to speak, that I've used to kind of gauge where people are at is what is your willingness to learn and what is your willingness to change? Are you willing to learn 
new things because that whole saying that, you know, keep doing what you've always done and you'll keep getting what you've always got. So are you willing to learn? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to implement different actions, probably even drastic, that are going to ultimately propel you forward? And I think that that falls in that range for students or individuals who are like either coming out of college, maybe that like 20 to 24 range. However, I, you know, I'll work with, I generally speaking work with everyone from 14 to 22 to 24, but the people who most exciting are, and this doesn't always start like this, but people who are just ready to do the work. Right. And what kinds of transformations do you see when somebody really is hungry to do the work? I wish I could read the exact quote that I just had come up across my screen a few days ago. And I I was uh, talking to one of the clients I work with. And in the beginning of our work together, he was truly in a place where he, the way that I experienced it was, and I've been in a similar place was what's the point? Like, I'm always hurting. I'm always in pain. Like, what is the point of this all? Like, I just, I can't imagine going on with life like this anymore. That space to now, the transition for this individual is, oh my goodness, I am so excited for life. Like I, and this is just, this is a mindset shift, right? This is from, I don't see the point to, I'm so excited. Like my relationships with my my partner have gotten better. Like I'm talking to my mom again. Like I'm having amazing results in, in school. And I, I no longer go to work dreading it. Like I see it as an opportunity to grow and expand. Like it, as simple as that may seem like, that's an entirely different lifestyle because context is the beginning. Like content is completely influenced by context. If the context within my brain is, I don't get it. What's the point? This is a waste. I don't want to do this. The content that is going to, the content will be directly influenced by that. But if the context, the mindset is, I am so excited about today. I'm going to do everything I can to make this the best. And when I'm faced with an obstacle, I'm going to see it as an opportunity instead of seeing it as like problems and things that are barriers, see it as an opportunity for growth. And I think that to me, that is one of the most pivotal, pivotal changes that can ultimately influence uh, who we're going to be going forward. Yeah, it no, sounds, sounds very powerful. Uh, and Jared, as you have applied these principles in your own life and your own work, what have you found has really worked well for you, particularly when it comes to building your business? Uh, I, I talk about the, the myth of balance, uh, in that balance is a seemingly unattainable goal. A lot of people aim for balance. Like, Oh, if I can just have this like perfect balance and whatever, I'm an, I'm also an acrobat by, by trade and also just for fun. And what I've learned through my practice is that balance is, it really is a myth. It's it's an illusion. It's like this. Oh, he's balanced. He's in a handstand. He's balancing on one hand. It's like no, I am counterbalancing. Like I am constantly having to adjust and readjust. And what I found is taking that principle and applying it to, like, say, the principle of juggling. Like, oh my goodness, he's juggling three balls. But when you look at it, it's an illusion. They're not actually juggling more than one at the same time because while one is being tossed, the other two are already in the air. And those balls to me are significant of the different areas in our life. Each ball represents something. One of them might be our health, which could be physical, mental, and emotional. And then there's our relationships, intimate, in terms of familial, and also like our peers and our friends and our colleagues. And then there's uh, our spiritual aspects, just being in alignment with our uh, our own inner voice, which I think is really important. That's a whole nother topic about you know being able to trust ourselves and our inner voice. And then 
you know, our financial and our business. I think that ultimately what it is, it's realizing that none of those are, and they shouldn't be individual pieces. Like the way that how I show up in my fitness and in my health, for example, if I'm exercising and reading books that are creating greater results in my life, that is going to directly influence how I show up in my business. If if one if someone thinks, I think, if someone thinks that, oh, my business isn't doing well and this is the only thing where it's happening, I'm willing to postulate that they probably aren't performing how they want to in their relationships or in their health and their wellness. It all works together. So if that means I need to read 10 minutes a day and exercise 10 or 15 minutes a day, like it doesn't have to be a lot, it doesn't need to be hours, but willingness to do the work in each of these areas is ultimately going to determine how well we integrate our lives. And to me, like that's what it's all about. Having a life of integration where it all works together harmoniously. Mm. So that leads me to my next question, which is how challenging is it to do all that? As challenging as we make it in our minds. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the answer, right? I think the answer is, is, is as difficult as we want to make it. So again, what I was kind of pointing at earlier, if we start to identify first, what are our balls? What am I juggling? I'm juggling. Uh, I have kids. I have a business or I have a job and a business or I work multiple jobs and multiple businesses. I also have my health and my diet and my mental faculties and things like that. Like getting really clear on what it is that we are juggling, I think is the most important piece. Because again, awareness, awareness is step one before any transformation can occur. If you don't know that something that's off or isn't working, you can't do anything about it. So knowing these are the things with which I'm working with and then saying, okay, What am I going to do on a daily basis to make sure that I am moving the meter? So it might be, you know, oh, you know, I don't have I don't have an hour to work out today. I'll commit to five or ten minutes, or I'll commit to X amount of push-ups, or oh, I'll, oh, if you, you know, if you want to meditate, or if you want to read, or if you want to just walk outside uh, at the end of the day, you know, making consistent effort every single day. You don't go to the gym once a week for a year and expect to get amazing results. It's consistent effort over a period of time. This is nothing new. I know that. Jared, whom do you know personally who's done a really remarkable job of smashing the plateau? Who do I know? The person that comes to my head is honestly my mentor. Uh, mentor, the one who I mentioned earlier, his name is uh, Dr. Sean Jennings. He always, 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 always has the growth mindset or growth mentality inset and focus. Whenever he finds himself in a position where he is being challenged, he will, and I think this is really important, is he will do the research. He will model those who have done it and he will implement it. He'll implement new actions that are ultimately going to propel him forward, whether that's in his own personal business or his his, uh, as a teacher at a college or his relationships with his partner, like he's always, always figuring out how he can be one step better or that 1% better, or even if it's at 0.01% better, whatever it's going to take to constantly be moving forward. Yeah. It sounds like a great example. What's coming up for you? What do we have to look forward to from Jared in, in the near future? Well, there is the rolling out of group coaching in this this fall the wolf movement that I'm creating that I'm creating the fall the wolf movement which is going to be really exciting and then actually June I am going to be traveling around the country I'm going to be doing the whole road trip everything around the country where my intention is to actually go to different schools and take different stages and opportunities to speak especially to this youth generation about 
things in terms of like mental health and anxiety and depression and bullying and ultimately how to overcome pain, trauma, reason, excuses, objections, whatever those are, how to overcome those and how to really start to create and to take the actions now that are going to culminate uh, a life of happiness and also, you know, creating results in any and all areas of life. Uh, I think that that's really the most exciting thing that's coming up and, uh, along with uh, in June, also when I'm going to be hitting the road around that June time is the Fall the Wolf podcast as well. Oh, sounds great. Um, so, Jared, how can listeners learn more about you and perhaps go a little deeper with anything that, that we've discussed today? Absolutely. So there is social media, whether it's Facebook or, or Facebook and Instagram, both would be at Jared Castillo, J-A-R-R-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. And that would be the same thing for Twitter as well as LinkedIn. They're all under that uh, avatar, so to speak. And then uh, jaredcastillo.com is the website. And uh, yeah, you can reach out through there. And I would love to get in contact with anybody who hears and is resonating with the message that we're creating. Sounds great. And is, is there um, a free gift that you have for our audience? Yes. Whether you are a youth someone in their youth themselves, or you're a parent, or you know somebody who's a parent, whomever you are, if you're resonating with uh, what we're creating, I would say, uh, well, I'd say that the, the gift is that I'm going to be um, giving, a, giving away a 30 minutes breakthrough session, so to speak, which is if you have something that you want ideas, tips, or guidance on, or just um, having someone hear you out is just to hop on a call and just say, here, here's what I'm working on and kind of work through and just have you have a breakthrough in whatever area it is that you're looking to have that in mind, body, spirit, emotions, health, wellness, everything in between. Okay. And if somebody wants to take you up on that, on that offer, how would they do that? The best way to do that would be to email me at Jared M Castillo at gmail.com or to go onto the website, jaredcastillo.com and subscribe in the email phone or email name section. And that'll also get you connected as well. Sounds great. Well, Jared, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Share some of your story and some of the strategies and, and techniques that you use to um, overcome some of the obstacles that we face in life. My guest today has been youth high performance and mindset coach, Jared Castillo. Thank you again, Jared, for joining us. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how you can overcome terrible events and become a high performer and how Jared is building his own business using the principles he teaches his clients. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.